I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And today we're going to be talking about how to become more emotionally attractive. This is a really important video. Mm -hmm. Many of you guys were making mistakes in the relationship that were turning your partner off. And we often don't see those areas that we struggle with our own mental health or how emotionally secure we are. Mm -hmm. We just kind of are in our tunnel zone and overwhelmed by our own feelings and needs that we don't really consider how we're affecting our partners, mm -hmm. particularly in the long run. In the long run. So Margaret's got a really good presentation today. We're going in the deep end of the pool. <laughs> so we're gonna be looking at unconscious things that you probably have been doing and your family's probably been doing. Right. But you got to make those changes if you really wanna show somebody you've changed. Absolutely. And doing this process successfully does wonders for your confidence, mm. okay? When you're your own person and you feel control, in control of your own life, confidence just comes forth from you, mm -hmm. okay? So I just want to talk a little bit more about individuation, differentiation, separating, and all that same kind of thing. All those big terms. All those big but terms. But they have big meaning. Yes, they, they have big meanings. Uh, another one of the, the famous people who started to talk about this subject is Carl Jung, J-U-N-G. You may have heard of, about him, but you may have not. You may not have. Um, he was a contemporary of Freud's. And Freud made friends with everybody and then fought with them when they disagreed with him. Same thing happened with Dr. Jung here. Um, now, Jung talked about... Margaret used to break them up. <laughs> I did, yeah. Stop that, guys. You're being very silly. But I'm right. No, he's right. According to Jung... Individuation is a process of self-development where you take sort of your unconscious mind and the things in your unconscious mind and you slowly mix them um, with your real self and the things you have learned. Okay? Okay. So this whole concept has been talked about a lot. Believe me, I couldn't make this up. Okay? So there's a long history. One of the things that Carl Jung initiated um, is sand tray therapy, which is still used. And the idea is if you give somebody a sand tray and a bunch of little figures, chances are they're going to play out a difficult scene in their lives or a, an important scene in their lives or configure the, the figures in a way that's going to let you know what really went on in their family of origin. And that is still used today. And there are still Jungian therapists out there who I've always known to be pretty helpful, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and why is all this so important? For living well, it's happening when you hear people speak their minds with thoughtful conviction, even though others might disapprove. 
and you can probably figure out who it was. There was a woman on TV this morning giving a speech, and she was absolutely a vision of somebody who was truly differentiated and was able to stand up against many, uh, many foes and many people who disagreed with her with grace, charm, and a very coherent speech. That's the real thing. It's missing when someone stifles his feelings and thoughts for fear of hurting others or being rejected or shamed by others. Mm. In other words, sort of come hell or high water, um, you're going to stick to your guns. Not easy, but admirable. Now, one more, one more important person I want to mention, and that's Dr. Murray Bowen, who is one of the most famous, famous family therapists there is. And his entire body of work was about differentiation. And he, he wrote about differentiation theory, and he even made a scale of differenti differentiation theory. Now, I heard him speak a few times, and he was very fascinating to listen to. He grew up in a family that owned a department store, okay? And everybody in the family worked in the department store. So was it noodles, noodles, noodles? It wasn't. It was a regular, yeah. It was, yeah but it's the same concept, noodles, noodles, noodles. But everybody in the family worked in the department store, so you couldn't separate from anybody. Over a 24-hour period, you never could separate from anybody. And I'm not surprised that he's the one who came up with this whole differentiation theory. I think he was driven to it. Okay? Mm, the most you could probably do is switch to a different department. That's exactly right, yeah. I'm going from the noodle department to the noodle department. I'm going to sell mattresses today and lamp tomorrow. Um, but one of the things he says is that undifferentiated people cannot separate feelings from thoughts. Now think about that for mm -hmm. a minute. If you can't separate your thoughts and your feelings, right? I don't know whether I feel this thing I should do or I thought about it or, or what. These people can be extremely unpredictable and impulsive. Okay? That's like what, what Craig says, they lose emotional control. That way you've lost all control of what's a thought and what's a feeling, and you're liable to do some really dumb things. So he's saying the very first step in becoming differentiated is learning to tell the difference between your thoughts and your feelings, because they're not always the same. Okay? Um, the second step um, is to learn to separate your feelings from other people's feelings, mm. okay? And that gets very blurry sometimes. Um, many people who are not differentiated look to their family to define how they think about issues, how they feel about people, and how they interpret their experiences. Differentiation means being able to have different opinions and values from your family members. That's big. Mm -hmm. Yes, but being able to stay emotionally connected to them. And that's the hardest job on earth. Yeah. Okay. Having a different opinion, right. but still <clears throat> yep. being connected with yep. that person. Yep. And it's not easy. Um, like I say, it's the I think it's the hardest job we have in adulthood. And it's really important in relationships too. Extremely. Because there's going to be many disagreements throughout the course right. of of relationships. Yep. So you want to make sure that you're able to have your own opinion and hold true to it, but also be able to compromise and talk to that other person. And, and listen to the other person's point of view. Exactly. I, yeah, I think politics comes up a lot for yeah. that one. Religion and politics yeah. Yeah, are the big ones. Mm -hmm. um, so what I have to say from here is, now how could we study such a huge, important topic and not one in, run into one of the firestones? Don't worry. Two of the firestones have have 
made comments about all of this. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the first one is Lisa Firestone, who wrote a book on differentiation. They've written a book on everything you come across, mm -hmm. um, saying that if we reach adulthood and are not fully differentiated selves, we end up reliving rather than living our own lives. Mm. What that means is if you haven't figured out consciously what's going on in your unconscious, you're going to keep repeating it over and over again in an attempt to get it right and to understand it. So take the time to think about what you grew up with and take the time to think about the things you struggle with. Now, Lisa's father, Dr. Robert Firestone, <clears throat> in his book, The Self Under Siege, um, talks about a therapeutic model of differentiation and says that in order for people to live their own lives and fulfill their destinies, they must differentiate from destructive environmental influences. And that means destructive stuff you grew up with and have been taught. Okay? So he says there are four steps to differentiation. The first step involves breaking with destructive thoughts and attitudes towards ourselves that we internalized based on painful early life experiences. We can start by identifying these negative thought processes, which Dr. Firestone calls, are you ready? The critical inner voice. You've mm -hmm. heard this before. Mm -hmm. But that makes a whole lot of sense, that if we want to know what's going on with us and where these critical thoughts come from, the critical inner voice is going to let us know. Mm -hmm. Some of these thoughts may seem hostile or self-hating, once we become aware of these voices, we can then develop insight into the sources of these destructive thoughts. Oh, my mother told me that. Oh no, my father said it to me one day when he was angry. My uncle and aunt yelled at me one time for doing this or this. Because remember, the critical inner voice will say, you're never going to get this right. Um, I don't know why you're even trying. You're so clumsy, how did you drop that? You're so stupid and now you've made a mistake again. Those critical inner voices are vitally important to figure out what we have to deal with. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they're not just pesky, they're helpful. Um, eventually what we want to do is argue with them. Um, so we need to listen and hear what they're saying and they then say, that's not true. You can't say I'm never going to be successful about anything. These are the things I did. Mm -hmm. And that dialogue is very uh, helpful. And eventually if you stand up to them long enough, they go away. Mm. Okay. So every time you catch yourself thinking a destructive thought about yourself, just say, oh, no, no, I'm not listening to you, mm -hmm. um, whoever you are, and you're not doing this to me. Okay, so that's the first step. Listen to those critical voices and think about the bad stuff you were told. How many steps are there? There are four. Many individuals are surprised to find that despite their best intention, they often act in the same negative ways. A parent did, reenacting the very actions that they swore they would never do themselves. Isn't that bizarre? But and it I, is true, isn't it? I think it? this is huge in relationships because many people project what happened in their household onto, and reenact it in the, the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember, anything that's not clear or unresolved is going to be repeated and repeated and repeated. I saw an ad for a t-shirt the other day that said, I opened my mouth and my mother came out. Okay? Yeah. We can do it to our children, too. Yeah. Um, but imagine I, living with a bipolar parent. Every oh argument God. that you've seen in the household was explosive. Yeah. So if you're growing up and then you have a, an adult relationship, you've never seen what a disagreement could look like without plates being thrown in the air. So this is why it affects your relationship so much. And this is why it's 
so important to focus on these issues and, and being self-aware exactly and, you know, looking at the things that that you've learned and paying attention to those critical inner mm -hmm. voices the firestones have me now completely convinced that these critical inner voices are extremely helpful mm -hmm. i get it firestones not to worry now you hear the firestones as your critical now inner I hear voice the firestones, <laughs> yes my critical inner voice um it's important to be proactive about changing these negative personality traits without being self-hating. Now, we don't want you to get mad at yourself for having the critical inner voices, okay? Mm -hmm. I should be over this by now. No, you're not going to say that. You're going to deal with it as long as you have to. But many people go around saying, I should be over this by now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm 35 shoulds. years old and I should be over this mm -hmm. by now. No, it's doing the process that counts. By now doesn't even come into it. Um, so anyway, you want to learn to be able to talk back to your critical inner voice and say, so there, critical inner voice, um, and don't beat yourself up for it. The final step of psychological differentiation involves developing our own values, ideals, and beliefs, rather than automatically accepting the beliefs that we grew up with or those of our culture. We should strive to lead a life of integrity. Well, we all know that. And this is, again, where the cafeteria plan comes up. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to think about your values, your ideals, and your beliefs. And if you want to figure out, um, if you want to start to differentiate, I think one of the first things to do, and Craig just said it, is start thinking about what your family thought about politics, what your family thought about religion, what your family thought about their ethnicity, what they think of other people's ethnicity, and those are some very broad car categories, but any place you can start is going to be worthwhile. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. So thank heaven for the firestones, and they're all that is. The healthier you get, the more your relationships are going to flourish Absolutely. in a way that you enjoy each other's company, you're able to be present with each other, mm -hmm. and, you know, not lose emotional self-control when things don't go your way or when you're disappointed or you know maybe when you're frustrated with yourself or how things are going in your life you know the more confident and secure you become and work through these issues the healthier things will be and you can just spend more time enjoying each other laughing doing fun things and just enjoying life and making the most of it. The other thing that is majorly impacted is your ability to stay in the present. Mm. If you're being constantly hassled by critical inner voices or however else you find it uh, by the past, it's very hard to be fully in the present. Yeah. Okay. Um, and worrying about the future isn't helpful either. Live today as best you can. And really, your connection with a partner is in the present. Absolutely, mm -hmm. it's in the present. And if you're constantly, like we had a case recently where we both worked with the opposite person yes. in the relationship. Yes. I worked with one person, she worked with the other. Um, we saw that one of the partners kept bringing up an incident that happened while they were broken up. Like that they had dated and hooked up with somebody else during the breakup. And they were, instead of just being able to, enjoying being back together, mm -hmm. right. the one kept bringing up the past so often that they just kept fighting over it. Yeah. And it really ended to their breaking up. It well, it, up in their breaking up. I think it could lead to it. Yeah. I don't think they haven't broken up yet. Mm. But remember, they... or it, it, It's on shaky ground at best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but if you can be more present with the people that you're with and focus on the present and being with them and not worrying about the future and not worrying about the past. That's what I'm saying, exactly. The better off you guys are going to be yes. together. And yes. I also think even in dating, people can sense that. People can sense if you're your own person, if you are being present, if you're caught up in other worries, or if they're threatened by some other opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really important even to emotionally attract new people that you're dating. Yeah. And if your mother calls you every 10 or 15 minutes, yeah. that's a bit of a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whether you realize it or not, people can sense mm -hmm. your mental health. Yeah. Yes, they can. And... If you don't get your behaviors under control at the minimum, people that you could have a good chance with are going to lose interest, right? right? And I had a girl that I've been doing several coachings with recently that I tried to explain to her that her mental health is going to come across to these guys that she's dating and they're just going to get turned off by it unless right. she does something about it and yes. she's still she's had some trauma so her behavior is still really out of control mm -hmm. yeah. and i think a big point of this too is shifting from having your focus on your family of origin to having the focus on the family of procreation that's exactly right which yep. gives you more energy to focus on your partner thus becoming a better partner you will be more supportive a better listener better at problem solving so really this individuation um, spreads to all different yes, areas of does. your life it does to every different area of your mm -hmm. adult life <clears throat> good stuff Hopefully you found it helpful. You got a lot to think about. Leave comments and let us know if you like this topic. Margaret did a lot of research for these. And, you know, just let us know if you'd like us to cover them again or just what you thought. Okay. You probably said enough already. We yeah, get it. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, great, if that's what you can say. And when you need our help, you can go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Coach Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. And Coach Victoria will continue to train with us. I'll be here. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.